The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca, our very special episode of the Masters Class, which drops each and every Sunday. We're here with our Masters of the Ring, Mark Henry, Bully Ray, and Tommy Dreamer. And guys, we have a very, very controversial, interesting topic for the Busted Open Nation today, and that is... A name that, my goodness, even though he didn't wrestle for years, his name would be brought up. And even though he has wrestled and is now on the shelf with an injury, his name keeps getting brought up. And that is CM Punk. So, Bully, first, I want to start with you. No, I'm going last. No, 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 wait, wait, hold on. Because there's a, there's a couple of different layers to, to this conversation when it comes to CM Punk. Because there is a question that I'm going to ask all of you and the nation, and that is, should AEW have CM Punk come back? But, Bully, my first question, though, and I'm going to go around the room, is what do you first think of when you hear the name CM Punk? The first word that pops into my head? Yes. Controversial. Okay. Mark? Rebel. 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 All right. And Tommy? Pipe bomb. Okay. Now, obviously, a lot of people talking about... Now, as as far as we all know, and as, as of this show airing, you know, CM Punk is still signed with AEW. He's out with injury. Now, we do know all the controversy that happened after... Uh, all out in the media scrum that took place in Chicago. And we haven't seen CM Punk since that media scrum and since he won the world championship. We also know that John Mock, uh, that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks were off of TV for a while and then came back. And we saw them, you know, in November at the next pay-per-view that they had in New Jersey. But Mark, we'll start with you. CM Punk, obviously somebody who you can label star on his name. Somebody, when he debuted on Rampage, did over a 1.1 rating. Without a doubt, the highest rating that Rampage has ever had. And you can also... Oh, I'm sorry, Rampage. My bad, my bad, my bad. You're right. I thought you yes. said Dynamite. My bad. No. His debut on Rampage did a did a 1.1. 
But you, I, I think, Mark, you would agree that the ratings have declined for Dynamite on Wednesdays since Punk has been on the shelf. So in your opinion, with everything that's happened and all the controversy, and obviously you have to go back to the media scrum after All Out, where the first time as world champion where he's addressing the media, he decided to take that time to take shots at the EVPs, to take shot at the company with the world championship sitting right in front of him, which obviously to me was as bad a timing as you could possibly have. Should CM Punk be back on AEW television? Yes. And <clears throat> if I was if I was in charge, um, I would bring him back. And I would bring him back with um, him saying to the wrestling world, uh, not an apology, but to state the fact. Grown men will disagree. And things will be said that probably shouldn't have been said. And I regret airing my dirty laundry in front of the world. Won't happen again. Do we agree on everything? No. Can we work together and exist and have a business relationship? Yes. I will not let my personal feelings, my personal gripes and concerns interfere with business again, because ultimately the important thing is business. And I am the business and business is good. AEW is better with me around. That being said, Mark, can I, I ask like, you a question? I would because... like to come back. That's that's that would be what I would uh, I would push him uh, gently <laughs> to to say. Mark, you said AEW. You you obviously said the word business a couple of times. Um, you said AEW is better with CM Punk from a business point of view. I don't know the internal of CM Punk. All I know is what I hear from the, the guys and gals or from people who may have been around a situation or be around him. Is the locker room better with CM Punk around? Uh, I, I think that AEW is pro AEW. CM Punk was an outlier. CM Punk was an outsider just like I am. Like I was not, I'm not an original AEW. And when the shit hits the fan, you're gonna go with the people that you was locked arms with in the beginning. That's just the way it is. Are you talking about the the like the the core four the core guys that are there now, or like everybody that was there? for the first show, uh, the first Dynamite? I'm talking about the core as well as everybody that was at AEW in its beginning. All of the people that worked their way, you look at the dark order and and, and every, every facet of AEW in the office, um, they were a tight-knit group. 
And it's great to be brought in. But ultimately, we still are the second cousins. And I feel like that CM Punk would have to come in and kind of like acquiesce to that. Say, you know what? I, I, I know who I am. I know what I am. And I'm going to play my lane. But I want, I'm here to make the, the business better. I'm here to make AEW better. And I think that I can do that. Uh, my personal thoughts and, and, and uh, you know, complaints, I'm keeping myself. And I, and I think it is the numbers game. And, Bully, I think what you were interrupting me about when it came to the rating was about Dynamite specifically because, you know, when Dynamite first debuted, they did a 1.4, and I think that's the highest number that Dynamite has ever had since they've been on TV. But also, just a few months after that, it dipped as low as about 717,000 viewers. Like, they took a big dip, you know, soon after they debuted. Now, that was also during a time where they were going to head-to-head with, with NXT. But I think when you look at the ratings when Punk was there, the ratings were pretty consistent. I think they were usually right around that 1 million mark, a lot of times being over 1 million viewers, never dipping below over 900,000. So the business was very consistent. Plus, if you look at the pay-per-views at that time, they were getting million-dollar gates on pay-per-views. So I really do think, going back to what Mark is saying, when you talk about business, the business of AEW, business was never better than when CM Punk was on the ring, was in the ring and CM Punk was on your television. So, so Tommy, when you think of CM Punk and you think of what AEW was before CM Punk and what they've been after CM Punk, are you putting CM Punk back on TV? Uh, loaded question. Loaded question for... Two reasons. If you want to look strictly at numbers, your answer is 100% yes. Um, and I'm a CM Punk fan. Um, if you want to talk about detractors, it was a um, a very, very public black eye on the company with a lot of he said, he said type of stuff. Um, Business-wise, CM Punk brings a lot to the ring he brings a lot to the industry uh there have people defended him there have people i really haven't seen so many people publicly go after him he's had his better supporters than people saying hey he did this that and the other thing uh, a lot of it is scuttlebutt and hearsay or they may say it to someone behind the scenes but to go public about somebody is a whole other story um if, like I said, numbers, yes, I will say this, and it's the harshest reality that everybody in the sports and entertainment world has to understand. We are all replaceable. The, the cog in a wheel, the car will still move without us. If Roman Reigns left the WWE today, the WWE would still survive. Um, you, Dave, you and I talk about it. Joe Montana left the 49ers. He was the king. He was the Tom Brady left the Patriots. The team survives. Maybe they're not going to be at that greatness that they were, but that's what happens 
in sports. That's what happens in sports entertainment. We are all replaceable, though it could be a hard replace. Some places also don't bounce back from it. AEW, if you remember, was really, really striving um, post everybody, you know, Cody leaving, everybody getting hurt. And that, like, that summer, they had this great momentum going forward. And CM Punk. Did you mean thriving? Thriving. What did I say? Okay. You said striving. So I was, I was like, what, is, what were they striving for? You meant thriving, correct? Correct. I thought they were the same word. Anyway, um, they were doing really, really well. So it's that point of view where it's, you know, building stars, interesting storylines, a lot of stuff like that. CM Punk is a polarizing figure. Uh, Chris Jericho tweets, I always liked wrestling CM Punk on an anniversary and CM Punk is trending. Chris Jericho is trending. CM Punk can get himself to trend via a little bit of a tweet. He went after MJF uh, a long time ago when MJF kind of shot at him because remember they had no champion now, uh, you know, MJF's the champion, but he also is a heel. Um, I know CM Punk, CM Punk loves the business. I know he just was at a New Japan show in San Jose. Um, I, hey, I just asked CM Punk if he wanted to go to a Chicago Blackhawks game when I was in Chicago. And he's like, ah, wish I could. I'm not there. But I don't ever talk business with him. I know he does love wrestling. We, you know, before he even came back, I would tell him about my tales from the indies and, you know, all that stuff. My other part of this is exactly what Mark said. And another big part of whatever statement when he does come back has to be to the fans. If you will accept me, if you want me back, I'm here because, Hey, I understand it. Like you may not want me back. What if his um, side of the story is legitimate and it's the other guys that caused the problems? Do they I, owe the fans an apology? I, I, you know they're, what? That's a great point. Already, yes, it is, but they're already back. I, I, and they, I, they, they made an apology already. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't Dave, yes, no? I'm not doubting wait, you, wait, Mark. Wait, I don't when know you how say, they, When you say made an apology, Mark, did they make an apology publicly or did they make an apology to the locker room? Uh, it was a locker room. Okay. But what I'm also saying is they're already back. And it was like, hey, here's Kenny and the Bucks. We're already back. We you can't Dave and I were talking earlier about Gigi Dolan's return. Once you're back, how it could have been better. Once you're back, it, you can't go back like that. But this is, you know, he's a bigger polarizing figure than everybody else. And, you know, there was a lot of people that made him the enemy. And there's a lot of people that also praise him. It, it's that's the whole hearsay. Also, here's bottom line. Um, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels legit fought with each other. Bret, uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels legit made comments about each other on the air. And they also did amazing business with each other. Um, but guess what? Bret Hart then left the WWE. So, like I said, everybody can, the business will survive without it. Everyone has to have that proverbial sit down. It's the boss has to say, hey, guys, this is what I want to do, yes or no, because then there's other factors at play. Well, if you're bringing – and, Dave, I'm also talking from experience. When Paul brought back Raven, and Raven was very, very difficult, that was the closest time I came to leaving ECW because I was like, why the hell can't I go and make a boatload of money, and you're just going to bring all these guys back when they're not playing ball? 
And it was like, oh, it's a short term thing. And it, it was a short term thing, but still made myself and a lot of people miserable. And was it best for business, though? Yeah, because we needed it for going back on national television on Spike. And we needed those, you know, ratings. We just lost the Dudleys. It's still in a very, very famous monster pop. But he almost lost me because of that. And if the situation where if ECW continued on and I had to deal with that, I may have left. Who knows? But, but over the years, haven't you kind of realized that you took that entirely too personally? What? Raven coming back. Uh, but there was so many personal tons of, issues. Tons, tons of people leave. Tons of people come back. It It's just the nature of the beast. Back then, yes, I didn't get that. But my okay, other part that's a of fair it, answer. My other part of it was when, hey, I'm getting offered close to a million dollars to leave, um, and I'm not happy here. That was a massive thing because of one person was driving me crazy. And also stirring shit up in the locker room. If you're going to be that person, then no, you don't want them because then, I don't, again, I don't know people's contracts. I don't know. But, but that's, that's not punk, though. No, I, dude, I get well, it. Not a shit disturbing. No, well, well, I, 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 I get really that. Quick. But you also don't know how others feel about it. Whether I'm telling you, and in hindsight, like me and Raven just rode in a car together and we had the best time of our lives together, laughing, blah 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 blah. Because as we get older, we understand it more, and we never came. We almost came to physical blows. But people, if you if there's if there's a physical fight, hey. It's where men you want, like Mark said, do the business. And if you can't do the business, then okay. What's the ramifications of said business? It's, it's, it's that simple. I also think it's a, so Tommy, yes or no, you're bringing him back. Me personally. Yes. Cause I also like the guy. Okay. So that's two yeses. And I also think, and I think he helps my company. Bully, before before we get to you, there's just a, a few more things I want to throw out there before we we get you know. And all right of this now, is hypothetical. Well, this no, it's, it's hypothetical. But it, but it's hypothetical. But at the same time, it's something that you know what you're saying, Mark, because you gave a yes vote and Tommy gave a yes vote. When you look at the environment in AEW right now, and you look at the situation AEW is in and where they were in when Punk was there, I think this is a discussion that that should be had because he's still signed. Uh, with AEW and maybe some of the solutions are right there in front of you with one man with CM Punk. But Bully, before we get to you, a few other things, because, you know, we talk about the ratings, Bully, all the time. And maybe, you know, it's the one gauge that we have. But at the same time, you know, that's kind of diminished over time. The television ratings. Let's look at YouTube views, because that's something that you need to look at as well. And one thing AEW does is almost immediately when that show is over, AEW puts matches and full segments on their YouTube page. So, you know, you can't just look at the TV ratings. You also have to look at what they do on YouTube because I think there's probably a lot of people who don't watch the live show but look at the YouTube. You know, CM Punk making his debut, that show on Rampage did a 1.1. It also did 15 million views on YouTube. And I don't think anything that AEW has done has come close to those 15 million views of CM Punk, 
you know, coming back and being on and making his debut with AEW. The other thing to to say to go back to bully that what something you said to Tommy is that in essence, maybe what CM Punk was saying in that media scrum was a hundred percent correct. He was saying that there were people within the company that were, you know, leaking things to the internet and to dirt sheet writers. Also, he felt like he was being falsely accused of getting Colt Cabana fired. And he felt like, Hey, all this information is out there all over the internet and all over the dirt sheets, but yet nobody has come and talked to me. So I, since all those people are right here in this room, now is maybe the best time for me to address that situation. Cause when am I ever going to have another situation where I'm out in front of the entire pro wrestling media? Now I still believe Mark, Tommy, and Bully, that that was the wrong time to do it. Or maybe he could have done it on the back end of that media scrum instead of doing it right at the beginning of the Correct. media scrum. But but at the same time, some of the things that he was saying, you know, were, were our Bully are some of the things that you've said on this show. Like he addressed some of the younger uh, uh, wrestlers in that company not listening to the veterans. Go ahead, Mark. Dave, haven't we all had that one bad timing moment? Haven't we all made the mistake of uh, being emotional because the opportunity was right? And I felt like for Punk, that opportunity was right. But we look at it now as a mistake. And I would like to see what he thought, but he he haven't talked about it. So his you know, emotional he said something. We just gotta go off of what we already saw. And and that was that it was a cluster mug. Yeah, and it, it just made the company look bad because you have the owner of the company sitting right next to his left. So 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 bully, I vote yes for punk to come back. Mark says yes, Tommy says yes. You know, the floor is yours. Um I think you already know my answer because much like Mark highlighted the word business, that is the only uh, mode I think in when it comes to professional wrestling is business. Can we make money with someone? Can we make money with an idea? Um, And if there's animosity in the locker room between guys, that's even better because we can probably generate even more money with it. There you go. I don't give a fuck who likes me, who doesn't like me, who respects me, blah, blah, blah. This is sports entertainment and you ain't going to be at my fucking funeral. So I don't care. But if we can make money together, that's a different story. I look at this now as a generational thing. I could have told you before this podcast started that me, Tommy and Mark were going to give the same answers because we come from a certain generation of pro wrestling We were broken in a certain way, and we were broken in in a way where the only thing that mattered is business. Personal never gets in the way. It's much like the mafia. This is the business that we have chosen. Um, Mark, I'm sure that there were things that happened to you when you first got into the locker room in WWE that 
really left a bad taste in your mouth of people who were mean to you, not kind to you, but you still had to do business with them either a week later, a month later, or a year later, or someplace down the road, right? Right. How were you able to do that? Because of the way you were broken in, right? It was because of the way I, I was raised in the business. Now, a lot of the talent in AEW who are younger talent or talent that might not have been raised in the business by the same minds that the three of us were are not going to look at it as just business. They might have that taste in their mouth of, uh, we don't like punk or punk does this or punk didn't shake my hand or dead Mark. You heard what I said earlier. Yes. Like we are the second cousins being brought in. The original people are going to side with who they were locked arms with. And those people that are that when they were going through the N, uh, NXT uh, AEW wars, those were the people that were foundationally that company, right? I can see them siding with the top guys in their they look at it as those are our guys. Everybody else that's came in is great acquisitions to help the business go forward. But like you said, Jay Cargill, Will Hobbs, and FDR, and certain people were like, man, I don't give a shit what Punk did. Like, I think he's good for business. He helped me. He, he he mentored me. Like, so, like, that is where the time used to roll. It's like, it's good for business. But, as you said, there are people that weren't raised in a regime in the way that we were raised. So, they're going to have a clicky, our guy mentality rather than a, listen, what does Tony want? What's good for business? What's going to make dollars? And what's going to put asses in seats? That, that's the ultimate thing. And, Bob, when I'm using my Raven thing, Mark hit it on the thing. ECW original. You, ECW original. You literally went to Paul and said, Paul, just offer me $1 more than I'm currently making, and I won't go to WWE. Once you went to WWE, you were like, what the hell was I thinking? So... It's that same mentality. Time out. What do you mean? Once I got to WWE, I was like, what the hell was I thinking? In the sense of like, hey, ECW is doing fine. It's not like you you did come back when you had that opportunity, but it's not like, man, I made a poor decision by going to WWE or like. I didn't, I didn't come back because I had an opportunity. I came back to put $75,000 in the company's yes. pocket overnight. Great for business. But what I'm saying is a different mentality that you had then and now. Same with like those ECW, uh, like what he's talking about, those uh, the people who were there from day one. And then like, it's a, just a different mindset until we, we had the other there's, side. There's no doubt that the three of us see the business yeah. considerably different now than we saw it 20 years ago, because it takes years and years for this to really make. It's such a screwed up industry that it takes years to learn the nuances and the quirkiness of the business. So you finally, you can get it. It's and like directions that read backwards. 
you'll also, Dave, and this is a lot of this, like I said, and we also, it's hearsay, it's this, he addresses, hey, there's these rumors, and I feel they're coming from this person. Um, I have lived that in so many different ways. We literally, again, I go back to ECW. Well, what, really quick, I Tommy, I got, I got to jump in and say, he, it wasn't like he said, hey, there's these rumors and these people... Like he directly said, like he directly said and he directly called out people. And, right. you know, and he also said that the EVPs of that company couldn't manage a target. Like it's not just like where he's like kind of, yeah, like, like it wasn't like he was beating around the bush or he was like, hey, there's some yes. things going on here where, I mean, he called out specifically, you know, the EVPs of that company, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hang, you know, Hangman Page, he directly took a shot at Hangman Page. Like, like I'm yeah. not saying that there shouldn't be ramif there should be ramifications for what Punk said. Like, there's there there needs to be like a sit down. And and again, this was yeah. all done in front of Tony Khan. Like Tony Khan at any moment could have turned to the right and be like, all right, enough, we're moving on. Like next question. That did not happen. So like when I, when I look at it, it's like, why is this, why is this still a conversation? Like at some point, like, you know, somebody has got to stand up and say, all right, enough is enough. We, we're trying to grow as a company. We're trying to grow as a locker room. We need to move on from this. Like it's still, the reason why we're having this discussion is because it's still lingering right now. Dave, like Tony is a young boss. I've talked to Vince several times about stuff that related to him when he first took over and him um, 20 years into his reign. Yeah. And he said that there was a lot of mistakes he made. And one of one of the one of the one of the things was hanging out with the boys. And um that he he regrets certain interactions that he had with the boys because he felt like I'll never be one of the boys. And I when he said that, I was like, what? You're more one of the boys than a lot of people. But it's the perception. Tony is going to have to go through those 20 years before he becomes the finished product and he can lead and people will take his word from jump and it won't be a decision-making process with the boys. He will tell you what is what. And that just takes time and experience. And, um, you know, shit, I, hell, I might not be here, but I hope I get to see AEW become the polished, finished product to where it's a machine, it'll run itself. I think it's a generational thing. I think you're going to get a large portion of that AEW locker room that if Tony put it out to a vote would probably say, no, he's not good for the locker room. He's too uh, divisive. He's too polarizing. He's a cancer. He's a poison, yada, yada, yada. There has been plenty of cancers and plenty of poisons and plenty of polarizing and plenty of guys who have been all that, 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 generate money, interest, and all the good things for a company. I think 
listen, Vince McMahon dealt with Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels was one of the, one of the biggest headaches that ever existed in the wrestling business. Just ask Shawn Michaels. Um, there, AEW has stepped in shit with the elite and CM Punk. It's right there in front of him. There's so much good business to be done. Is it going to pop the biggest rating of AEW's uh, short-term uh, career? Maybe. Maybe if promoted the right way, maybe if marketed the right way, maybe if the story is told the right way, a la Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn. Look at what good old-fashioned storytelling that is based in reality is doing right now for the WWE. We have the reality of what's going on with Cody and Paul and Dusty and Sid. Everything is coming into play because it's coming. It's being born and the foundation is out of reality. This is a real situation that happened that every single AEW fan knows about and outside of AEW, a lot of wrestling fans know about. So because of the situation, and what's right in front the bags of money that are right in front of them. And let me tell you something, Dave, the three guys on this, this, this podcast right now, if you gave us 15 minutes, could book this out one year in the snap of a finger. And we would tell you what the end result would be first and book it backwards. Punk versus Omega at, I don't know, the, the biggest the, the, the biggest place that they could possibly hold an event. You're going to tell me that Punk versus Kenny, based on the situation and, and the story that can be told out of the situation, is not going to do good business? It would do, I think it would do monster business. Now, Bully, to your point... If you tease the fact that Punk was coming back, I think they would get one of their biggest ratings they ever had. But it is about the follow-up. You do have to create a story coming out of that. Something big needs to happen. And like you said, you could do it with the Elite. You could do it with Kenny Omega. You could do it with Hangman Page. There's a lot of people that were mentioned in that media scrum. Hell, you could probably replay that media scrum from after All Out. The straw that stirs the drink, Reggie Jackson. Fought with management on air. Fought with players. Called out the beloved Thurman Munson. We saw all this come across on television. Two World Series rings, and the Yankees did not get back. That was in the 70s. Did not get those back until management later, decades later. You, Dave LaGreca, no longer a fan. So business, Reggie Jackson was great for the New York Yankees. Yeah. And you and can think say about, that. about a lot of and championship losing teams Cody was a major blow, whether people want to admit it or not. And I agree with Tommy. Yes, the company will continue. You know, uh, business will move forward. But that was a major hit for the company. One of the, the, the main pillars, if not the main pillar of the company splitting. Now you have a, a star, uh, the likes of a CM Punk involved in controversy and not there anymore. And Dave, I agree with you. That press conference, whether he had a bad day, a bad moment, whatever, should have never started 
with that rant because you took all of the shine off of the gate, MJF, what went down that you took all of the spotlight off of the business. What Punk said in that press conference should have been a, and by the way, yes. since I got you all in this room together, let me talk some real shit for a second about the people that run this joint. Then I think we would have looked at it a lot differently, but I still think Tony should have stepped in and said, not the right place, not the right time. Let's, let's shut this down right now. Because if we think about all of the other great owners or bookers uh, in, 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 a, uh, in, in history, I don't think any of them would have let that have happened. Or at least I don't know anybody that would have let, let that happen. But as Mark said, Tony's still young to the business. So it doesn't matter how much money Tony has. It has matters how much time Tony has under his belt. And he's and learning respect, on the fly. And respect and clout with, I know what I'm talking about. You're not going to bring up another point that, that I haven't already thought about. And there's things that, that Tony, um, uh, I'm sure has allowed people to go, hey, Tony, what about this? Oh, okay, we can do that. Eventually, it's going to be, this is what we're doing, guys. We got a problem? Okay. And and when that day comes, AEW is going to be a better place. Yeah, and, 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 boy, and, and an interesting okay. thing that you said, an interesting thing that you said, Mark, that I think Tony can learn from is what's the one thing that Vince admitted to you that he said, I should have never done. Shouldn't have been hanging out with boys. That needs, that probably needs to stop sooner than later, because if you're hanging out with wrestlers, wrestlers are going to try to cozy. They're going to cozy on up to the booker, to the owner. And they're always going to try to put themselves in a situation where it's probably it's, not going to be. Tony's smart, too. Tony's one of the smartest people I've ever been around. Okay. Yep. And and he, he, on the learning curve, I, I I see it in a lot faster than it would be for, it, man, it took me like five years to really understand the business. And then it took me another 10 years on how to get over. And, and, and regardless of who I'm in the ring with, you better steal it. You better take it, or if you don't, ain't nobody gonna give a shit about you. So the, the mentality, like it's, bro, it's time. Yeah, I, time. I I think it's time for him to come back. And and you mentioned something interesting, bully, which I agree with you. And the fact that when Cody left, that's a blow to AEW. But I think CM Punk might even be a bigger blow if he doesn't come back. And the reason why is that. CM Punk, the whole story that they were building for a year revolved around CM Punk. He wins the world championship. That's the moment. And also is helping be building your next big star in MJF. And then you erased it. And now you have to look at the opportunity that's been presented in front of you, which the biggest story that hasn't been told yet is the one that started at that media scrum. I, I don't. And, and maybe I'm being ignorant, guys, because you guys are are the ones that have been around this business, you know, most of your adult life. 
Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't bring CM Punk back. Like, I, like everything that you have said, Mark, everything that you have said, Tommy, and everything that you have said, Bully, all points to bring Punk back. Make sure he's back on your TV. I really don't understand why you wouldn't do it. Just because the, a portion of your locker room doesn't like him? Like, I, I just don't see... I, I must be missing something here. There's one other thing that Tommy always brings up that... Okay is a part of this it's the court of public opinion and dealing with all the bullshit on social media if you do bring him back and everybody dirt sheets and wannabes and bottom feeders uh, you know all of the negative shit that comes with that because as we stated earlier there were very few people who took punks back uh publicly in this situation now maybe they didn't want to have his back maybe they didn't want they they didn't agree with him, whatever it was. So as we know, Tony is very in tune with what goes on on social media. So maybe that's a concern for them also. But when it comes down to it, this business is really no, the, the foundation of the pro wrestling business today is no different than it was a hundred years ago. Is CM Punk good for dollars and cents business in AEW? The answer is yes. Yeah, there's no yeah. doubt about it. All you have to do is look at, with punk and without punk, and I think you see those dollar signs and those and those asses in seats. Go ahead, Mark. And and I, I, you know I have a tease, Dave, for Monday. I'm gonna tell you how to do it. And for those that listen religiously, don't miss Monday, because okay. what's going through my head right now, we don't have enough time for, but it's gonna be good. All right, Can I so add sure something to that, Dave? Yes. If Sirius XM said, hey, Dave, we want your one of your ex-wives on the show to host with us. Thought? Well, I mean, well, if one of my ex-wives used to be on the air and was a, a big personality that drew ratings, and then you, you come to me and say you want to make it a part of it, then I would have to say yes. But awesome. like, you know, because, you know, there's, there's the proof right there. And especially if ratings were up when my ex-wife was there, ratings were down and attendance was down when my ex-wife wasn't there, then you have to make, you have to make that decision. It can't be personal just for me. I have to do what's best for the show. Listen, that that's all I need to know, but there's also like, it's that close when you get into a situation like that. So that's all. Well, but, but, but that also brings up something else. Bully, I'll ask you like, you know, does CM Punk have AEW's best interest at heart? Because maybe maybe that's something that, maybe that has to be factored in. Well, when you asked us all what comes to mind when we think of Punk, Mark said the word rebel. And normally rebels only have their own best interest in mind. And, you know, we, you hear so much in this industry, uh, oh, Mark Henry is always only about himself. Oh, Tommy Dream is only about himself. Oh, Bully Ray is only about himself. You can put any wrestler's name in there about, oh, he or she is all about themselves. It's the nature of the business. Vince McMahon told us to be selfish. The biggest name in the history of professional wrestling looked at all of us in a meeting one day. Mark, Tommy, tell me if I'm lying. He said, you got to be selfish in this business. Oh, okay. Uh, if you got to be selfish, then that's tell you're telling me to think about myself first. So all these guys and gals who say, 
Oh, you know, you know, what's best for this person? And but, but they're full of shit. Yes, to a degree, there are, but you don't get like this until you get older in the business. If you're putting me, Tommy, or Mark in a ring right now, we know we're trying to help others out. Yeah. But when you're in the thick of it, if you're in, if you're, your career is just starting or in the middle of the career or your first major push, all you're thinking about is yourself. How do I get myself over? How can I make more money? How can I? Mark's laughing right now no, because he knows it's the truth. But then you. But need everybody somebody... tries to hide from that because they don't want anybody to think, "Oh, he's an asshole," or "She's an asshole." No, this is the nature of the beast. But that's also where management comes in and makes sure to harness all of that because you know there are a lot of people, so you got to make sure there's a lot. You know, Mark, I can't wait to host with you on Monday to find out exactly what your tease is for Monday's show. But, guys, I guess we all agree it's what's best for business, and what's best for business for AEW is CM Punk. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the Busted Open Podcast. We have a new episode of the Masters Class with Mark, Tommy, and Bully each and every Sunday. And make sure that if you like what you hear on the podcast, you subscribe to SiriusXM because you can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Until next Sunday, we'll talk to you later right here on Busted Open's The Masters Class. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi, it's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. 
Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.